0: a day and I'll go to school tomorrow. First impressions are incredibly important. Honey, you can make a wonderful
1: first impression. Brenda, how could you? He was a jerk, okay?
2: I've made my choice and I choose me. <laughs>
0: North-South Connection podcast fans, welcome back to 9021-NOSO. I am JT, and very excited to bring you the second episode. I appreciated all the great feedback I received on episode one. And I'll tell you, there was some very specific feedback I received that a certain special guest from that episode should actually be a full-time guest on the show. And because I love him so, and because he actually knows more about this stuff than even I do, I just went ahead and did it. So going forward, I now have a permanent co-host on Window. So Tim Capel, how are you?
2: Oh my goodness, you say that, but I still have a chance to blow it here on our second outing. Oh, that's right. I this suppose. is supposed
0: to officially be a tryout. Right?
2: <laughs> yeah, sort of sort of a second pilot in a way. But um, no, I mean, it, it, it's really uh, fortuitous for me and I, I could not be more honored and privileged to be invited back for second go around here. But um. You know, if this sucks and if you get feedback to the effect of get that guy out of here, um, then we'll then we'll go back to the original plan, I suppose. It's like it's kind of it's kind of fitting in a way, um, that I'm back for this second episode, because the second episode is covering uh, an episode of nine oh two one oh that introduces a pretty pivotal character mm-hmm. who was not originally meant to be part of the permanent cast of the series. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So um, we'll get into that, but um, yes, I am Tim Capel. I am back. Thank you very much, JT Rosero. But uh, we do still have a guest with us. So,
0: we uh, do, and that's going to continue to be part of the, yeah. the gimmick here, Tim. So it's going to be me and you. We're going to be going chronologically through Nano Two and L, and we are going to have a third host each episode that will rotate. Unless the feedback is good and maybe it'll be the three of us. But no, actually, <laughs> so I let already... me get
2: out of the way here and you can bring that person in. How about okay. it? And I already do have a, a burgeoning guest list, by the way. Um, a lot of folks
0: came out looking to uh, hop in. So if you're listening to this and you want to be a part of the mix and you want to grab an episode in season one, Whether you've done shows with me before or you're just listening to this for the first time and you'd like to try it out, I am happy to have you on. Uh, uh, Tim and I are happy to have you on uh, going forward here, so just reach out to us. Okay, Uh, without further ado, we are going to bring in our good friend. I'm not going to name all the podcasts she does because it's a lot, but uh, m- most of you listening would know her, and if you don't, you'll get to know her really quickly. That is Ms. Jennifer Smith. Jennifer, how are you?
1: Hey, I'm good. Thank you guys for having me, and Tim Capel makes every podcast better, so mm. it's Oh, win. your
2: check's in the mail. Mm-hmm. Honey. Oh,
1: babe. Uh. It's all you.
2: Well, we act like people don't know who you are. Everyone knows who you are. If, if they sure listen to any right. podcast we've ever done, a podcast I've been on, a, a podcast JT has done, You've probably been involved in some capacity at some point, so it, I can't say it's any great shock here to have you, but but um, it's great to have you because um, I think we've we've got good chemistry and we can make some magic here on this second outing.
1: How incestuous are we? I, mean, I like,
2: know, right? It's pretty that's, intense. At you know this point. What, that, that's a very clear Arnold line. You know, mm-hmm. not to get ahead of ourselves, but mm-hmm. anyway, we'll get there in twenty thirty, Tim. Yeah, I know.
0: All right, so Jenny. One of the first things we're going to do on these episodes is have our guests talk to us about their experiences mm-hmm. as a 90210 fan. So if you want to take a minute or two and just uh, rap with us about how you found the show, when you started watching the show, just your general relationship uh, with Beverly Hills O.
1: It's funny because I was thinking back on that today and I was thinking about our Talk and Pop episode. Um, Where we did have the retrospective of the entire series Mm -hmm. and uh, I was like oh god what did I even say on that show I don't remember Um, but (laughs) from what I recall uh, I was pregnant with my son and the episodes were on like syndication on Mm
0: -hmm. oxygen probably at that point. Or, so- or Net, soapnet,
1: yeah. I think it Yum. was soapnet because we were DVRing them and watching from the beginning. Um, so my hormones were out of control, and uh, <laughs> so that fed into the show a lot, as
2: are mine re watching these episodes, but <laughs> yes. that's fun.
1: Uh, it takes you right back uh, to being a teenager. Yeah, so, you're, um,
0: so, so for you, it's a recent thing then. You didn't watch any of it in its original. Yeah,
1: I mean, that was, I mean, my son's 11. So that was 10 years ago. And then, of course, um, I've been on the Pluto journey and um, we've watched an episode on Pluto. And <laughs> um, so it's kind of been in the Pluto rotation. I've watched probably a good chunk since we've done that. Um, so it's, I am not as encyclopedic as you guys and others are about it, um, but I feel like I have a, pretty good grasp on it
0: had you ever seen this episode before you prepped for this show
1: i did but i did not recall it as well Uh -uh. um once we got kind of maybe like halfway three quarters in i was like okay i feel like i know this um but the the first seasons are a little bit shaky
0: (laughs) yeah no it's similar for me like tim and i talked about last episode um definitely the season i probably know the least outside of maybe like eight and nine but um, this one is, I think, a pretty infamous one. Like, I did remember chunks of this one as I was right. going through it. And this, to me, felt like the real first. I think that happens a lot with pilots, right? But this, to me, felt like the real first. All right, here's one out, right? We could, you know, yeah. things we'll talk about, but the Walsh House. You know, there's stuff, obviously, mm-hmm. that pop up that makes it feel more like it. So why don't we go ahead and dive in? Um, so, Tim, one thing we started doing last episode was the soundtrack,
1: uh, oh obviously, God. how
0: we're watching it, and on Pluto and wherever else it is right now, Hulu, I think. Yeah, um, Paramount Plus. We still don't have the actual um, music yet, and the ones the iconic
2: watching. theme is not quite in place yet, is it? Well, that too. But even the, the actual
0: real songs and um, the
2: real songs, no, we are we are not experiencing. Um, but we know what they are. Um, so we'll so do we, that at the
0: end. Yeah, we'll cover yeah.
2: cover those songs.
0: But there is an Instagram. Out there, Tim. That's wonderful. Do you want to share that?
2: Yes, just to give a shout out out to that Instagram once again. um, We mentioned it on our pilot of this podcast, Mm -hmm. but it is BH90210Restored on Instagram. Um, We are not affiliated with this Instagram in any way. It's not our Instagram, but it's a fan of the show who's gone through and basically is curating um, the actual original soundtrack, the songs that were played in each individual episode as originally presented and restoring the scenes from those episodes with the songs intact. So on streaming, you'll hear, you know, the crappy dub music on Hulu on Paramount Plus, whatever it is. But if you check out this Instagram again, BH90210 restored Instagram, um, scroll on down to the very bottom where they first started this project. And uh you'll find yourself in season one and you will get uh the scenes for the most part with the original songs as presented, if you don't like those um those lousy dubs that um you you may or may not be aware uh are are, you know foisted on you on Mm stream. But uh for those of us who kind of remember the show as it was originally airing or you know in syndication. Uh, whether it's on Soapnet or the CW or UPN or <laughs> Oxygen, you know, <laughs> all these different uh, outlets. If you saw it on streaming in syndication, you got the episodes as they were originally presented. But nowadays on streaming or on DVD, yep. it's all crap out.
0: Yep. So at the end of the episode, we will pull up the actual soundtrack and we'll read the songs that were used. Um, and this is episode number two The Green Room original
2: air Perhaps date. that's number three depending on how uh, you're yeah. watching it because sometimes the pilot is split into two parts here again on streaming so right, maybe episode to. three for you it's episode two for us
0: nominally episode two uh mm-hmm. october 11th 1990 was the air dates so brendan uh, brandon, brandon meets and befriends dylan mckay a brooding classmate as they continue to spend time together brandon learns that dylan's bad boy act masks a hidden life <clears throat> that few ever see the beach is a place to be uh, yeah. uh for the west bev students <laughs> and also where Brenda sees kelly's true colors steve's mother convinces him to talk to david after mistakenly thinking his father is a wealthy tv show producer this is of course luke perry's debut as dylan mckay and uh, Jenny, I'm sorry, but mm. Jim Walsh does not appear in this episode. James Eckhouse mm. uh, reference. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I
1: dinged the episode very hard for that. Just saying.
0: Mm. So we'll have to have you back for a big uh, Jim yeah.
1: Walsh episode
0: for sure.
2: Big Jim episode, yeah. Uh, Tim, any quick
0: history you want to give on Luke Perry's addition to the show before we get going?
2: You know, I don't know a ton about it beyond the fact that he was originally contracted for just like a handful of episodes, Mm -hmm. but I mean, before they even knew that he caught on with viewers, he really caught on with Aaron Spelling, who just took a a liking to him as an actor and as a character on the show and said, put him in the opening credits. And I I mean, I think this, the kind of studio's response to that was, well, we don't, you know, have the budget for somebody else. And Aaron Spelling said, "Well, I'll pay pay him out of pocket. that's that's kind of the the legend that's gone around is that um, Aaron Spelling was just paying Luke Perry directly on <laughs> his own dime to be on this show for the first season. Um, just they to worked the out point, well. Yeah, just to make the point that he really deserved to be here and should be making bank. Um and he does. I mean I mean he's added to the opening credits from this episode immediately. Um it's not like a just an also starring or special guest star type situation. They they put him in the the main opening montage which as we've mentioned is still a little bit whack. Um <laughs> they they haven't settled on what that opening credits looks like yet. But we do have we do have our, our cast firmly in place. As of this episode, and, and as we're going to progress here in this first season, you'll notice um, it's very episodic in nature. We talked about that a little bit on our debut, and Luke Perry is not actually going to be in every single episode, and not every contracted cast member is going to be in every single episode. It's it's just, you can almost, I, I don't want to say you can watch it in any order, but this first, I would say, handful of, of episodes here, the first maybe six to eight episodes you almost feel like aired in, in kind of a random order just mm-hmm. with the, the way that events are presented and how things don't really connect from from one week to another um, so we'll, we'll continue to track that as the show goes along but um yeah at, at least we've got Luke Perry in place who is a integral integral character and part of this um, just major, a component of the dna of 90210 as people know it when they reflect back on these this series i mean i don't know how you really have this show without him
0: and he actually originally auditioned to be steve sanders um which <laughs> crazy to think uh yeah. you know it's like the old uh bob Odenkirk, you kirk know, yeah michael scott right i mean there's like mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. random you try and think back of yeah you know certain characters and certain characters but
2: uh yeah and it's one of those like i want to say like gabrielle carteris originally auditioned for like brenda but <laughs> yeah good you luck. know it's just Maybe <laughs> <laughs> no, they, apparently they, <laughs> you know they didn't get the role that they auditioned for but impressed <laughs> enough that still they found a place you know within the show so
0: All right, so good stuff th- there as a refresh, here's what we're gonna do. Um, I'm gonna go through a laundry list of kind of bullet points throughout the episode. We don't we're not gonna recap the episode. These are just kind of thoughts as uh, scene by scene. You guys can piggyback on those. Then at the end, we're going to go through some categories, give some awards, and then we're also going to do a couple items of tracking, such as character debuts, relationships, and different things that have debuted. And then we're also going to do a full character ranking that um, evolves episode to episode. So we're going yep. to keep layering on the points to build the all-time character ranking list. So a lot to get through. Why don't we dive in? We get another Cali kind of hype Um these first couple of episodes almost feel like they were promoted maybe by the California <laughs> Bureau of Tourism.
2: Bureau <laughs> yes. um, of Tourism, kind of
0: thing. You know, right out of the gate, it's like we get the full uh, surfing and the beach, and we realize this was uh, Brandon's dream sequence mm-hmm. to get us going here. And uh, then we get the like you mentioned him, kind of the funky opening theme and open uh, to the show itself. And then we immediately get the debut of the new Walsh House, Jenny. Uh, so mm. in the in the mm. premiere, it was, a, it was a weird Walsh house. It was not the official. Uh, but now we're quickly into this new setup. Were you uh, Did it make you feel comforted to see the Walsh house?
1: It did. Sand- Cindy was on the wall phone and making mm-hmm. dinner in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. The kids were there. It was perfect. Just what I want to see.
0: Yeah, and, and this, this fell right as soon as you see it. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you needed the wall house. I'm glad it was only the, the pilot that didn't have it. Uh, so it's good that they realized they needed a better set. Uh, We're already seeing some of the family strain in as well, too, as Jim is traveling and Cindy's left alone, uh, having to kind of man the house and, and, you know, make dinner and take care of the kids. And, and, oh, you're stuck again. Oh, there's a snowstorm. Felt a little please, trains and automobiles with him trying to get home.
1: Relatable. (laughs) And he's
0: back in the Midwest. He's in Chicago. Uh, So she's kind of like, well, why the fuck do we move here if you're just going to go to work in Chicago? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Fair point (laughs) in the state of
0: Minneapolis. But it uh, so, you know, it was interesting to me, you know, Tim, that they were already starting to sprinkle in maybe some a little bit of drama, because as we know early on, again, this is the story of the Walshes uh, to start. And it feels like they're already planting some potential seeds for storylines with Jim and Cindy.
2: Yeah, I mean, people may be surprised to realize that the the Walshes, the Elder Walshes, do actually get storylines in the Mm -hmm. first season, at least. First two seasons thereabouts. Um, Although, I guess you wouldn't necessarily know it from this episode, because Jim Walsh is completely absent. Um, Perhaps James Eckhouse had a, a TV movie to film that week or something. I don't know. I don't know what happened here, but this... Again, this is just one of those things that happens in this first season. You just don't see every character in every episode. I I almost wonder if it's a a budgetary constraint kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it definitely could have been. Um, All right, so we get the DJ back. (laughs) He's still here at Mm -hmm. West Biff. Uh, DJ Mike MC, by the way. I don't know if we heard his name in the last episode. I didn't jot it down, but his official name is uh, Mike MC. So Mm -hmm. make sure we know that. Uh, Steve still being an asshole to Kelly mocks her nose job again. So he's, he's got that going. Uh, still obviously in love with her and try try to uh, mask it with the old uh, bully and the girl you like technique. Um, we do get a, a big debut here, of faculty advisor, Miss Ryan, and uh, she's the advisor for the uh, Blaze. And right. I thought I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but in what we know will become a uh, I don't want to say a trope, but a running theme throughout the show I felt there was already a
2: little sexual tension with Brandon and the older woman, the teacher. Okay. I am so glad you brought that up, because I I had down in my notes, this is like 1990 Lucinda Nichols here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) More on her much later. (laughs) And I do not recall this character having a recurring role whatsoever, but... Oh yeah, this might be it. Um, it I mean, this might be it, but I also am not that familiar with the first season as far as the specifics, so... We'll but continue like, to monitor this.
1: It's real sly. It's, like, real subtle. Mm-hmm. It's, like, mm-hmm. uh, she's, like, she assigned him the the article or whatever. And, like, and yeah, the way so. that that came out just felt a little bit awkward. Uh, well, it's
0: almost like they were doing it to make it, like, everyone thinks Brandon's hot. You know what I mean? That like, kind of thing. like. <laughs> Everyone well, wants is. to jump in yeah. Yeah, but it was like almost like oh, even she's kind of digging the Minnesota boy
2: or whatever. So, <laughs> but it we was also um... point out. I mean, not to not to jump ahead to fashion, which is one of our categories. But <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I feel like we should just kind of stress that Brandon has the Brandon Walsh haircut now, as oh, of this yes. episode. Yes. The uh, oh. the Canadian Miss uh, mullet is is gone. So.
1: I, I'm surprised you guys don't have a best hair category. Oh, yeah.
0: well,
2: hey, look, it's only episode two, Jenny.
0: We can add okay. it. Again.
1: I, I'm just okay. saying that was one of my suggestions. Uh, you know, we didn't.
0: I, I feel like we talked about it, um, mm-hmm. but we figured it would always be the same. Um, but
2: uh, you know what? We can add it. Just remind me at the end, Jenny.
1: Or so. worst hair because I would throw Brenda out for that.
2: Okay, I would just. That's that's good to know because. Honestly, like, I'm just going to say it, it, whether it's 1990, whether it's 2000, whether it's 2010, 2020, I don't care. Brandon Walsh hair is goals. I mean, yes. I. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, say what you will about the character. I don't care. That hair is just on point.
1: In every scene.
2: Every scene. I, for every most, episode. like, him and Paulie
0: D. That's, like, the most famous hair.
2: <laughs> Fuck. You're right.
0: That's it. Um, all right. All right. So off the heels of the, the awesome debut of Miss Ryan, we get an epic debut of Dylan McKay. So our friend Scott Scanlon, the nerd, is uh, working on a root, very rudimentary computer design in the computer lab. And the bullies come in and start mocking him because he's designing a, a nightclub, but he's never been inside one. So he's just using his imagination and they start fucking with him and they're trying to get him to delete it. And then Dylan comes out of it and Brandon's witnessing the whole thing. Um he's kinda in there too. And Dylan comes out of the shadows and he basically like you know tells them to fuck off and they they listen because obviously this is a guy with a bit of a presence. They don't want to get in his way. And uh he saves Scott. So we kinda immediately see that he's got a hard edge but also uh a soft edge to him that Brandon sees right away and that he not only sticks up for Scott, he then also takes a minute to compliment the computer program he's like hey you're doing a good job this looks cool keep working at it so yeah i thought that was a good way jenny to introduce dylan uh both sides of him right out of the gate
1: yeah he comes out of nowhere it's like very mysterious and kind of weird and you know one of the contenders for best scene i think in this episode
0: easily for sure it was uh one that jumped out at me right away of like wow this is this was really well done it's it was a very strong debut, Tim.
2: It's a very goofy yet strong debut. Um, I mean, we we should we're remiss in not um mentioning the little exchange between Brandon and and the jocks uh, before Dylan <laughs> intervenes. They say so they they're getting on Scott's case It's like, oh, a little dork with big dreams with no experience because Scott's <laughs> talking about he's never been in a nightclub, right? He has to use his imagination.
1: like a nerd. And Brandon. Sadly, he never will.
2: (laughs) Well, okay. Foreshadowing. (laughs) It's another category, Jenny. Spoilers. Uh, (laughs) Brandon hits them with a hey, 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 take it easy, guy. Don't you notice my perfect hair? I I definitely (laughs) had that written down as an honorable mention for uh, the quotes category.
1: Oh, quotes were pretty good.
2: Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, imagine Dylan um, looking as unimposing as he is. I I mean, the guy is what? 120 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And like just runs these jocks off basically. And then gives the, the nerd like the vote of confidence. I mean, that is if that's not 1990 BDE, I don't know what is. Oh, yeah. Just Absolutely. <laughs> I mean,
1: he looks exactly like James Dean. So it's like. <laughs> I'm gl-
2: okay. I was going to say it if you didn't.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like nothing automatic We will get into
2: worship. that, too, yeah. because there's, I had some certain feelings um, as this episode progresses here. But the thing, too,
0: is, like, he immediately asserts himself, and this is Luke Perry, as, mm-hmm. like, the best actor on the show. Like. Right.
2: He's already, all
0: through this episode has so much nuance in his character. Mm-hmm. He's flipping between brooding, between soft, between tough guy. Um, cool. I don't care, but I do care. Yeah, he's surfing cool. Like all of it. And he's like nails it. It's like, you know, he's on a show full of kind of unknowns and first timers. He definitely carries a gravitas. You could see why they were like, shit, we need
2: this kid to stay around. Um, and, and he's also like. I think legitimately 23 playing a 16 year old, which I mean, that's the case. That's the case for a lot of actors on the show. Certainly. And it's, it's been joked about, you know, up and down. I mean, by us and and others (laughs) certainly, but he almost like pulls it off, even though he obviously looks much older just because, his acting is so good it's it's convincing you know he 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 sounds like a teenager even though he doesn't look like a teenager i mean he sounds and look and comes across like a teenager even though physically we know he isn't you can almost
0: explain it away too by saying um well he lives kind of a hard life as we'll find out right Mm -hmm. he's on his own and of course he's aging quicker you know i mean he's kind of had to so sure it works in that regard, too. Um, but we also get him introducing Brandon to the beach and surfing like right away. So these guys are bonding on their second scene. And, like, they're already kind of growing out. And Brandon had his dream about the beach. And now here he is, Dylan, introducing him. We meet Sarah and then a couple of other bums, Eric and Dwayne, uh, that we'll see more of. And God.
2: You actually got their names. which I...
0: Eric and Dwayne. <laughs> is more Uh-oh. than
1: I got, too. <laughs> Random surfers. Yeah
0: but I thought they did a good job using Sarah to add the extra exposition of Dylan's character without like hammering it home. Mm-hmm. So like Dylan goes to swim uh, to surf and her and Brandon are kind of flirting on the beach. And she explains about Dylan, you know what I mean? Like in part of the conversation, like, because Brandon's curious, he just met him. Right. So it was like a, I thought it was a smooth way to kind of get some insight into who Dylan was through Sarah. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Who just admits that she doesn't even know him that well. So. Right. Right. I mean that she's she's sort of our our point of view, just to tell us that nobody really knows this guy that well, and, and uh,
1: that she's also weirdly tied to the random surfers, and that they claim her.
2: Yeah, right. Occasions. Betty. Yeah, they call right. her Betty. They call her yeah her name is Sarah, but they call her Betty. She's like certain. What does she say? Surf Betty or whatever. Yeah, she's
1: like a dumb surfer girl.
2: Dumb yes. surfer girl, exactly. Um. I don't know. I I will say I I was immediately taken by Jenny. You might want to back me up here. Brandon's uh, infatuation with Dylan. um, Mm, Yes. You compared him. You compared Dylan to James Dean, who Mm -hmm. I mean, Luke Perry, especially in the 90s, as far as the look, um, just the the charisma and even the the character that he plays on this show is mm-hmm. very james dean especially J- james dean rebel without a cause you know right. which right i would implore anyone who is a fan of the dylan mckay character to watch that movie if you haven't um and for my part not to go on a whole thing because <laughs> we don't have time for that <laughs> That is one of the gayest mainstream movies of all time, <laughs> yes. like kind of without realizing what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And I think, with sort of in the same vein, this show and this relationship between Brandon and Dylan is the gayest mainstream thing of all time without I love knowing it. it.
1: I love it I love in a way,
2: it. and that I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not trying to say it totally recontextualizes my entire <laughs> interpretation of this relationship. However, however, the influence of that movie is quite palpable in rewatching this episode. I'll Do you just think say.
1: that's why Aaron Spelling insisted on paying him? I mean... Life. I mean, he definitely drew that.
2: I, I would not dismiss it outright. I'm just saying, like, watch that movie that... The relationship between, between James Dean's character and, and sort of the straight-laced like, protagonist of that movie um, it, versus Brandon and Dylan here, it's like there's they had to be drawing from that. There's just no way they weren't purposely drawing from that, it, at least for this episode, you know? And it's like, oh, I feel some kind of way now that I, I didn't realize I did before, so...
1: Did you um,
2: pick up on that, Justin? Uh, not as much as Tim. Um,
0: yeah. But, uh, like, I mean, Tim, you were watching this in four formative years. Like, did this right. help connect some dots for you, perhaps, this relationship? Oh, great question. Well, that's
2: the thing. Like, at the time, as, as, a, as a young gay lad watching this back in the day, I, I'm not sure that it did hit me that way. Because, mm. I mean, I'd never seen that movie at the time. I didn't know anything about James Dean other than he was this, you know, Dead old school Hollywood actor, kind of thing. Like, He's I did fucking dead. Yeah. I mean, what, what did I really know? Um, but in the year since then, and, and that's the funny thing about these season one episodes of the show. Like, the first time I watched them, I was very, very young, mm-hmm. and I haven't really rewatched the vast majority of them since that time period. Right. Um, so now that I'm an adult, I'm a bit more. Shall we say cultured mm. and and worldly? If I'd be Naturally, so bold, yes. yeah, <laughs> so bold here. So worldly, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, holy wow, they. Um, I don't think they knew what they were doing, but they, they were doing it, and they were doing it for me. Might I suggest um, a
1: gaydar category?
2: Might I suggest? Uh, but um, ask anybody. Uh, of my ilk, and I, I think they might tell you the same thing if they watched this episode, even if they didn't know anything else about this fucking show. Like, <laughs>
0: Jenny, yes, backing here,
1: you- I'm backing you 100%. <laughs> All
0: right, what well, we also find out is that the Walshs, despite, you know, Jim probably making some good money, uh, are probably not able to really hang with truly with the Beverly Hills lifestyle just yet. Mm. So Brenda's going to kind of put her own pants together her own jeans. <laughs> oh she can't God. afford. We'll see later when her and Kelly go she shopping. To tear but,
2: her own jeans off, right? Yeah.
0: So she can't really, uh, they can't afford for her to hang with the fashion, but they do portray Brenda here um, as uh, grounded as part mm-hmm. of it too. So like, she's kind of like feels bad, but she's also like, well, that'd be a big waste of money. Right. So they try to show that, that difference mentality that for Kelly it's nothing to spend that much on clothes. But Brenda understands that it's insane to pay that much for clothes, even if they look cool.
1: Yeah. And she really wants them like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean like, it's kind of like, a, Oh, that's not cool. I'm going to make something cooler. And then like, it's obviously not as cool, but you just tell yourself. <laughs> <laughs> He's free. It feels yeah. like a Minnesota state of mind.
0: Also cool was uh, the very futuristic feeling uh, Steve Sanders intercom system in the house.
2: What oh my was god. that? Oh my god! The whole god. house was futuristic feeling, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, like that doesn't really—I guess through like Alexa and shit—it exists today, but like, <laughs> not really. Like, like, like what he is had it? like his
1: body voice coming out of nowhere. What is happening?
0: Well, it was like a, a legit intercom system in the house. Like his mom was talking to him from another room. Plus,
1: she sounded like a computer <laughs> program, right? She sounded like the holodeck.
0: Yeah, but I think it was supposed to be her, like, in another room, like, calling up to him, like, and like, a silver screen I guess, I don't know.
2: Emphasizing how all the parents are so disaffected and, like, distant from, from their children. I mean, we saw the fake uh, Jackie Taylor um, in the pilot, who was right. just such an, a dumb bitch, basically. <laughs> and this <laughs> is, like, Steve's version of that, I guess.
0: Yeah, I know, and Dylan's dad, you know, as we'll find and out his parents, parents aren't there. So, like, they're all very... Kind of on their own um, so far, for the most part.
1: And she was specifically using Steve to... Oh, yeah. She uh, wants to yeah. get with
0: Neil Silver. Yeah.
2: yeah. I will say producer. that, yes, this... Uh, yeah, that, that intercom scene, That's this whole dynamic between Steve and his mother, this, like, psychosexual relationship <laughs> presented is, is a little bit unsettling because... She, page, she like pages him on the intercom, basically, and is like, are we having dinner? And it's like, well, okay, that's pretty impersonal, right? But, I mean, it is what it is. It's Beverly Hills. And then he sort of blows her off and says, oh, you're on now. And, like, starts watching reruns of her show. And probably um, about to whip it out is my guess.
1: Oh, I was gonna say he's. I was gonna say,
2: yeah, we right. we get a weird cutaway right as yeah. the show is starting, and it's like, I mean, I get what they're going for. There, there's. It's, um, oh, it's a
0: big mommy thing.
2: It's like, yeah, he like
0: he wants to see his mom on screen because he, you know,
2: he feels closer to that version of his mother than his right. actual mother, who is like two rooms away in his <laughs> house.
0: Because the mom, the way she's portrayed as Samantha Sanders on TV, and, mm-hmm. you know, I forget the name, the character's name, but um, the Hartley, House, it, the Hartley you know, House, that's the mom he wishes she was, right? So, like, that's that's kind of the draw there. But we are sowing seeds already for her and Mel Silver. Uh, different Mel Silver, as we'll find out, but there's something already <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, there. floating around, the idea of Mel Silver, so. Uh, all right, so we're uh, already setting the table as well for Dylan to be a bad influence on the Walshes, so. We're kind of playing that out, um, you know, where he's trying to get Brandon to kind of sneak out and, and go have some fun. And we find out he goes to this hotel with their with
2: Erica, Dwayne and Sarah. It's the Bellage Hotel, which yeah. is going to be a staple of this series.
0: So they go there and Brandon thinks they're up to no good. Uh, eventually, we find out that, you know, it's actually Dylan's hotel room. He's kind of faking it to hold up his image. So I thought, again, this is pretty good character work um, across the board. So again, that Dylan, even unintentionally, is kind of, you know, starting to be a bad influence on these kids. We see Eric and Dwayne really being assholes, uh, which I thought was actually well done in this episode, because they they set up some heels that aren't going to stick around. Because you can't, like, I think the way they're trying to do the show is they're not going to have true heels as part of the cast, right? Like, they may kind of heal it episode to episode here and there. Like, we'll Mm -hmm. see Kelly a little bit, but... I thought it was good to set up heels that aren't gonna be on the show permanently to kind of take the brunt in this episode. We see Dylan's side early he's kind of talking to poetry saving nerds like so you know we're seeing that and then um, we also get Brandon showing his conscience that it rules everything around him right it's mm-hmm. cash I guess but it's a uh, you know uh, cream I should say but his conscience rules everything around me um, not not where I'm from is what he says When Dylan says like we do this right now we're on. yeah Um,
1: the moral so, compass of our show, yeah,
0: his, con- his conscience. Sure. So that's his version of cream, for sure. Um, and then we <laughs> find out that Dylan has the broken family. So anyway, I thought we learned a lot through this whole hotel fiasco about everyone. I thought it, it showed us Dylan, it set up some, some good heels to knock down, and it set Brandon up as really a guy that, you know, has his morals in place and is going to live by them.
2: Yeah, no doubt. and um, it's one of those, like... Dylan is so rattled by this this whole exchange, where he's like he's the above it all, like too cool for school kind of guy, and and when he wants to hang out with someone, he's used to being the the dude that calls the shots, and especially you know you, you talk about the the surfer bros who just kind of go along with everything, they're just kind of the jobbers to the stars here in this episode, mm-hmm. and, yep. and I to your point I I would back that up they they serve a pretty integral purpose here, but, uh, Brandon is having none of it and Dylan is not used to people pushing back on him, especially someone who he's actually kind of, um, decided that, uh, maybe, maybe is worth his time, Mm -hmm. which he's, he's feeling about, uh, old Minnesota here as he, as he calls Brandon. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and to To Brandon's credit, he's not just someone who's going to go along with, you know, what what's popular like he doesn't want to just he doesn't just want to be accepted by the cool guy kind of. thing. It's like he still has his his principles and he's like, "Nah, this is fucked up, dude. Like, I I don't go for this kind of thing. So sorry. You're right. He does
0: does keep calling him Minnesota as well. Yeah, I could call there. That's, That's his thing throughout the episode
2: and kind of throughout the series, we'll, we'll see. Um, and Brandon's fine with that, but he's sort of like, I've got my Midwestern values and, you know, I, I kind of wanted to be part of your cool crowd, but, um, I don't know. This is, this is too much of a compromise for me. And, uh, it just walks out on him. I Obviously he misreads the room. He misreads the situation, but that isn't really his fault. So, right. Yeah.
1: Know. I mean, it, it, at the end of the episode, I think everybody ends up, you know, kind of looking okay in that situation. Like, mm-hmm. Dylan wasn't technically doing anything wrong. No, you know?
2: he wasn't. No. He was
1: just fronting, basically. Yeah,
2: he was fronting. Um, good, good call. And it,
1: it, this is the problem that I have with Brandon as a character overall, is his goody two-shoes bullshit. He
2: can be kind of sanctimonious, right?
1: A little bit. And uh, it starts early in episode mm-hmm. two. Uh, I, I mean, like, I get it. But he looked like a bitch in that episode. Yeah, and I agree
2: with you. I I just think early on you almost need that. You almost need that as like a counterbalance to these like California like superficial dickheads kind of, like like they're Get just it. so about themselves kind of thing. You almost need somebody who's who's going to be a little bit self righteous, um, just to balance out the the character dynamics you know but it also gives him
0: room to come the other way right uh in in time right right? so so like by by pushing him so hard conservatively it gives him some space to come and loosen up as we see even a little bit in this episode so it i think that's where they went hard with it too but that's Mm -hmm. how they do things where he's from so um all right, so that, that was a big scene. And, and really, this whole episode, there's a lot going on, but it's, it's really the Brandon, uh, the mm-hmm. Brandon and the uh, and Dylan story, honestly. That's the bulk of it. Uh, so yep. you do get Brenda designing the jeans. Uh, Donna, we get a scene with her. She's so fucking whiny and annoying. She gets like two lines, yeah. <laughs> and, and they suck. Like, the, everything sucked about
2: it. <laughs> she continues Not to here. suck, yes.
0: Um, so then we get another reality check for Brandon, as he's going to encounter drunk Sarah. So she's hammered on the beach and Brandon kind of gets a reality check on life on the side of the rocks. Uh, <laughs> so they do the big beach day and, you know, he just kind of saunches over to see them because he's like, Oh, let me go see my new friends over there. And Eric and Dwayne are being assholes as always. And Sarah is hammered, um, which, you know, obviously was way overacting as well. Like she was, mm-hmm. you know, like in junior high, theater class play drunk like you know like that's what it felt like um not Very super compelling, special but, yeah right. and then dylan of course kind of comes in and breaks things up and it's interesting to me that they wanted him to be uh that he's kind of initiating the bromance of brandon like i mm-hmm. think if you would have asked yeah. just coming into this like who's the one that pushes a friendship you think brandon but it's really dylan that's kind of telling you like i want to be friends with you it's good is what he says in the scene
2: yeah mm-hmm. he wants it
0: so, good start for them. I do like the the sea story of Steve being stuck with David again. So <laughs> Yes. In episode you. one, they were stuck together because David, you know, was the DD for him and the car got fucked up. And now Steve's stuck with him because his mom thinks David's dad is Mel Silver, the producer. So, he's, like, kind of fake kissing his ass in the most transparent way possible, where it's obvious he doesn't give a shit about him. Uh, but, again, it's letting these two who, Tim, you know, they were our favorite pairing in the first episode, uh, kind of play off each other again.
2: Yeah. We don't get as much of them here in the second episode. Uh, but I mean, their relationship really shines just in that one scene on the beach where it's like Steve sitting by himself. He's kind of alienated from everybody because he's been treating Kelly like shit. Right. So he's sort of on the outs. Um, and, yeah, he's he's met Brandon. He sort of struck up a friendship with Brandon, but they're not super close yet. And, uh, you know, David's a big loser at this point. So it's, it's just Steve sitting on the beach with a blanket. Like, here we are, you know, TGIF, uh, West Beverly on the beach, chilling. He's like, why am I here? And now he's got to deal with this loser. And it's like, oh, my God. You he, he could just tell, like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know that I've fully appreciated – Ian Ziering's performance before but <laughs> it it really comes through to me now like I I don't know I love that dude
1: he was just waiting on a Sharknado that's all
2: <laughs> yeah fully
1: um, he, also he, a real bitch move for when Brenda stands up to go look for Brandon on the beach yep. Kelly just fucking oh leaves. my
2: god just sleeves. Right? Yeah. I'm like. It was real dog shit. A <laughs> it's so bad. Like, it, it, she didn't even like try to wait. It was. No. It, it was really funny too. When they got there, first of all, Brenda had to drag Brandon out to the beach. Um, to your point, Justin, this is very much driven by Dylan, kind of having a little bit of a, a crush on Brandon. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it started with Brandon being fascinated by Dylan, but right. but Dylan is sort of equally enthralled. Well, yeah, uh, he's
0: got kind of another guy that's just not a Beverly Hills yeah, yeah. prick that may mm-hmm. kind of have some soul to him, you know what I mean? Like another fellow yeah. old
1: soul that he can... Kindred spirit soulmate, with, if you will. Yes.
2: But, uh, you know, Brandon
1: is, is being
2: pulled in a few different directions. He's got this editorial to write, you know, he feels bad about his mom being alone, like he doesn't really want to hang out with his sister or whatever. So she drags him out to the beach and... <laughs> Brenda has a great line. I'll say this as an honorable mention for Chloe. <laughs> she says, um, I have to find my brother. He doesn't know anyone.
1: Yes, I love that. That was great.
2: <laughs> it's like, God. Uh, so, Kelly and Donna are having a shitty time and they decide they're going to bail. The beach is too cold. And Brenda's like, Yeah, okay, let's get out of here. I'll, I'll round up Brandon. We'll go. She is not gone for two seconds oh, it's before oh. Kelly is just pulling out. She's gone.
1: They just see her just drive by. Yeah, it's such a shitty. The like,
2: the angle of it, Just
0: their heads in the car. In the <laughs> distance, totally. Driving Jesus. off.
1: It was really Ugh, shitty.
0: Yeah, it yes. was really shit. Um, and honestly, I think it's resolved a little too easily. Like, we'll see after, I guess. But it's I, I like,
2: kind of agree. Yeah.
0: Yes. So we we get a massive character development moment for Brandon in here, too. Where he yeah. saves Sarah, who's drunk and, and passes out. And, uh, <laughs> washes up on the shore like a, like a whale. And... Um, <laughs> Brandon goes over, and he drags her out, and he gives her mouth-to-mouth and, uh, mm-hmm. and and revives her. So this Thank is a big moment. Life. kind of sets the course that Brandon's going to be, you know, a guy that's going to make moves, right? He's a guy that uh, he's important in,
2: in the world. So this is Stand-up. it. He's a jam-side-up kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I was a little bit disappointed that he didn't have to do a full-on Baywatch rescue. Like, he didn't yeah. even get wet having to say – Yeah, her. I thought she he was like
0: – pull her out but now she was already on the sand yeah
2: she just like washed ashore. and is like oh shit and uh yeah he went into action sure but like i wanted to see a full a full-on aquatic rescue here
1: <laughs> like sh- stripping his shirt off as he runs into the oh, waves totally. and dylan <laughs> pulls the shirt off yeah okay
0: i feel mm-hmm. you on that this uh yeah, so I mean the save is good, but then we get so he so he saves her, she's fine. <clears throat> then he shows up the next day to confront Eric and Dwayne, and he's basically like, Oh, where's Sarah? And they're like, We don't know, you know. And then he's like, Yeah, of course You, know, you don't give a shit, you know, about her. And then we get one of the weakest brawls ever. In the- oh my <laughs> god. <It's
1: laughs> it was like awful. It was just like
0: time. just a real slap fight on the beach between these guys, and Dylan breaks it up, and uh, and then we get the and great no. <laughs>
1: What's Dylan and Brandon's tag team name? Because <laughs> they suck.
0: The mulkies. <laughs> it was not a great performance by either team in this fight. Oh, it was uh, just kind of weak shoving and yeah. Uh, yeah, dancing. It was weird. Yeah. But but the baller move was in the payoff when Dylan walks up to them, looks him in the eye, and breaks the surfboard with his foot. Oh, that was
1: badass. Off, right?
0: That was a killer close. And
1: they did this awesome guitar rift. Yeah. Like, yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, Eric and Dwayne sucked. Like, I get the concept of Beach Bones was a good one, and it, especially kind of on the other side of the rocks from the kids and all that. But, you know, I think them being we- portrayed so weakly and stereotypically hurt it, for sure. Like, they were real sea level heels in this. Like, just really there's bodies for, you know, to play in the background of this Mm -hmm.
1: thing.
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, at least, at least give us a real fight scene, you know, where like, I I think they got a few like token punches and on Brandon, but, yeah, Dylan just kind of shoves them out of the way, and it's like, let's see them really team up on these guys, two on two, come on. Well, they could have, like, busted a beer bottle and went to, like, stab Brandon with it, like,
0: yeah. something,
1: you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. great. I think that surfer, drunk surfers are a little bit more low-key in their fighting yeah, skills. they
0: could have shoved them to the rock and held <laughs> them back, I don't know, like, they didn't really do much before Dylan saved them.
2: I well, would at least see, like, Dylan punch each of them in the face, and we get some 90s over-exaggerated punching sound effects, you know?
0: Well, I did like the surfboard stomp. We at least got that. Mm-hmm. that was and, uh, good. Uh, you know, Dylan, again, makes a save. He's not afraid to stand up to people. That's for sure. Believes in him his beliefs. Uh, all right. So then we get a really good closing line, I thought, from Brenda. Um, when she says, remember me when everyone wants to get in your green room. Yep. And I think that sets up Brandon as like a future king of the show, right? Like, <laughs> like, it's setting the stage at this dude, and I kind of said it before, like, right, he's going to be someone. And they're letting you know it. Like she's saying it right here. Like you're going to be a fucking
2: star. Everyone knows it. And don't forget me when you, when you go,
1: don't forget me, your twin sister.
2: Yeah. I kind of had this down for the, uh, the, the foreshadowing category. I don't know if it's my favorite. I I would say another honorable mention, but just sort of the way it establishes Brandon, not just as an important character, the important character, but like God's gift to writing as well. Um, because he's he's making her read his editorial base. Well, he's not making her, but yeah, sh- she's reading his editorial and is like, "Oh, it's beautiful, Brandon." And it's like, uh, "Okay, I guess so." Like,
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so we didn't mention that, right? So the whole premise of the episode really is that Brandon was given this um task by Andrea to do <laughs> uh an article on moving from Minnesota to. To Beverly Hills, right?
2: Right, which you would think surfing has nothing to do with, and it doesn't really, but he kind of works it into the premise of this assignment that he did not want to do initially, right? right. It's
1: quite so he has a fun, I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: it nice spin too, on, yeah, yeah, nice spin on what the assigned. Like here's here's what you have to here's like the rubrics of your writing assignment versus here's what you actually want to talk about sort of thing. Mm
0: -hmm. Well and it came it came about naturally throughout the episode too. Like he kept trying to go to write it and he kept getting pulled away. Dylan Mm -hmm. comes and gets him, Brandon comes, you know, it's like he keeps getting pulled from it, but it works out because it's not until he has the experience of saving Sarah and the confrontation with the with you know
2: Mm -hmm. the
0: Godwins on the beach. (laughs) The
2: Godwins
0: Uh, Godwins. the you know, he uh then he, he puts it together and realizes what he should write about. So, right. And Andrea loves it, too. <clears throat> so then we see sad Dylan in the hotel room tries to call his dad mm. and uh, gets nowhere. So we, we see kind of the closing for him. Then we get the Steve and David fun show, which was good. Uh, that's back on track. Steve mixes up the male silvers and he's pissed that he wasted all his time. He's now going to waste my time with another silver.
2: <laughs> right. Um,
0: so there's two Mel Silvers uh, with the kids at the school. His David's uh, dad is the dentist. So well, yes.
2: orthodontist was it orthodontist? Dentist, dentist, dentist. Yeah. Okay. But kind of I like, mean, so, not uh, not a, not a bad profession, you know. The so, joke so, that would
0: later be lifted by um, Seinfeld, John Voight, very sure. dentist. not the actor. Um, mm. So that's that, and then we get a very iconic ending. So Andrea. You know, says so great story. Brandon kind of goes, you know, Andrea, with his Bret Hart voice that comes <laughs> out.
2: Um,
0: he's like, "Thanks, I appreciate it. It was a great, yes. you know, thank you." But he kind of fakes her out, right? He's like, "You, hey, Andrea, here
2: yep. um, at the Blaze." Uh, but then we everybody get, at the Blaze duels <laughs> Miss Ryan. Everybody in the back. I beat you in Minnesota. how uh, uh, get...
1: Andrea thirsting after reading that article? Also,
2: oh God, they all want him. Oh yeah. man, that so, is shit throwing it at him and then we get the classic
0: clip of brenda and brandon walking kind of not arm and arm but arm around each other his neck mm. and they do that little walk down the, the like, <laughs> their leg goes in front of the other um and that becomes kind of a, a i think that like makes like the intro or like i remember seeing that it's like a kind of a famous clip of them walking mm. down the hall so that's how it ends. Um, I mean, they also
2: re- repeat the refrain from the pilot, which I mean, as almost verbatim, as Brandon telling Brenda, "We're gonna," I think we're gonna make it here. And it's like, right, right. Well, lesson learned times two, I guess. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, right. it's very much a like the, We talked
0: a lot about the pilot, um, but mm-hmm. I mean, you could have even go without that episode. Like, they did. Right. In some
2: movie. ways, it's a different show. Yeah,
0: right. but but even it's almost like a reboot of that pilot in a way, yeah. like just did kind of different, right? Um, we get less of the characters, but it's like the similar feel to it around it. So if you didn't see that and you kind of start here, you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought episode two was good. Um, it was quicker moving the pilot, obviously, uh, but it was also a downgrade in some ways where the backup characters had much softer showings. Like we had a lot less Steve and David, We had um, a lot less Kelly, for sure. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she Mm -hmm. looked a lot shittier in this one. In the first one, she actually came across as much kinder, uh, where she kind of took Brenda under her wing. And in this one, she felt like a real kind of a bitch, even though at the end, Brenda forgives her. And it's kind of like, it's fine. Like, we're cool. Yeah. Uh, And then, you know, we kind of went through the beach crew, which is soft. So... In the end, I thought it all kind of washed out. I, I have it kind of on par with the pilot in different reasons. But Jenny, what do you think of this episode as a whole and anything we didn't touch as notes before we get to the categories you'd want to hit on?
1: Okay. So I really like this episode. Um, I like – like you said, Dylan is fully fleshed out from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no – you know, we get good expository for him, and then we just want to know more about him. And everything Dylan wise was like really well done, aside from the fight scene. Um, <laughs> now, Les Kelly and Kelly looking like shit. I'm on board for that. That just makes the episode better for me. Uh, Les Steve and Dave are uh, David. Yep. Yeah, okay. I'm good with that. So I'm not. I mean, like. I'm good with the A story and a B story. I don't always need a C story. Um, and yeah. their scenes were fairly weak on this one. Um, but I mean, I feel like it's a really good second episode.
2: what do you think, Tim? Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of look at it in terms of, I'd almost rank, not to get ahead of ourselves, mm-hmm. but, but the characters in terms of just as the episode presents, presents the plots from A to B to C sort of thing. I thought they did a good job of, um, you know, letting us know, like who's sort of important for the purposes of this episode, um, versus who's just kind of there to stir conflict. And, um, it definitely does a hell of a job in introducing Dylan as a character and just getting him over. Um, whereas like, And I think a worse performer than Luke Perry could could make this come off as very forced and and it would sink the entire the entire episode. Right. Um, But but they really I think they really got lucky just in terms of their casting and and just the character and and getting behind the character as much as they do. Um, That was a really good instinct on the part of the producers here early on. Agreed um no and it
0: was it was a big addition for sure and it feels like a different show in some ways but he's again just the level of acting that he brought to it helped steer the episode yep all right let's do our our categories here so best scene uh i stuck with with the one jenny you mentioned earlier to me it was it was dylan's debut i mean him running off the bully saving scott like i thought that whole thing was really well done
1: I have to agree. Um, one of his quotes from that scene was on my list for best quote. In fact, I'm feeling a little hostile. He
2: says,
1: <laughs> I like that a lot.
2: I'm going to be a little bit different, but still give it to a Dylan scene, which is him uh, curb stomping the surfboard as the uh, <laughs> sexy guitar lick.
0: Kicks yeah. In. That was a great moment. It was.
2: Yeah. More of a All moment right. than a scene, but I'll, I'll go ahead and give it to
0: it. Most important scene, I went with the same scene. It's To me, as Dylan's debut. Um, it's, it's the biggest addition. It's hard to go around it. Important.
2: (laughs) Go ahead, Jenny.
1: Um, so for this one, I chose the, um, Dylan and Brandon, I want to be your friend. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like, I just feel like if somebody flat out says that to you, like, it's not normal. You know, for some, <laughs> to just be like, I want to be your friend and uh, especially one dude to another and just sing oh it out God. like that. And then it's so important going forward uh, for the rest of the show.
2: Yeah, that's definitely a turn on. Um, I had a couple here. I've already mentioned a few, honestly. Um, I, I think we should maybe not rest on just the whole Kelly treating Brenda like shit mm. <laughs> in the way that she ditches her at the beach. Um, it's not the most important, but it's, it's certainly going to become uh, something that informs their characters as, as the show goes on. But what I actually gave it to was uh, the scene later on with Dylan alone, neglected and brooding at the mm-hmm. Bellage Hotel after he tries to call his parents, can't get through to him, mm-hmm. can't get through to anyone. And it's just like, yeah, OK, whatever. Um, I, I, just think that says so much about his character and, and where his character is going to go, um, in subsequent seasons. Just uh, there, there's a lot baked into that. I thought.
0: All right. Most nineties look, I went with David's new Order t-shirt. Hmm.
2: Mm. Um, well, uh. <laughs> I gave it to Dylan with his um, overalls with one strap down and (laughs) what looks like, but I don't think is a members only jacket over it. Um, It's just a very confused, very severe um, outfit that I I think is indicative of the confusion of 1990 where it's like, not sure if it's eighties, not sure if it's nineties yet, you know,
1: uh, so, I'm actually going to give this one to Kelly um, okay. for the outfit that she bought in front of Brenda to mm. flex really hard on her and uh, then freeze to fucking death on the beach in it <laughs> because what <laughs> because girl has not <laughs> uh, just overdressed for the wrong mm. occasion and then have it totally flop
2: and for the um, wrong reason, right? Yeah.
1: So, totally 90s for me.
0: All right, yeah. most 90s moments. Uh, I went with a few. I went with uh, Brandon's alarm clock, which is like a yes! staple of anyone oh in the 90s.
1: God. Oh my God. My mama had that same alarm yeah. clock for 20 years.
2: Did she really? She
1: did, swear to God. I was like, that is my mama's alarm clock. I, s- I thought everybody's mama had that alarm oh, clock. Oh,
0: yeah, that's that's the alarm clock. It, oh. it
1: totally, they didn't make any other alarm clocks ever
0: <laughs> in the 90s. Big alarm clock. Stuck with that one for a while. Um, Scott's robot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> and computer lab the whole yes, thing the
0: all of it. Yeah. it was all very early 90s like futuristic 90s yeah and then um give me a call sometime i'm listed <laughs> like that's that's as 90 as it gets that line right there too
1: also i love cindy walking around cooking with the wall phone in her yes. ear
2: oh yeah incredible
1: nice. 90s um
2: i right. for sure have the the shitty computer class and you know I don't know why it, it, it's not like particularly nineties, but in a way it is, it's Kelly ditching Brenda uh, <laughs> at the beach. It, it just, that's just kind of something your friends would casually do. I felt like, like in the nineties, you would get ditched by your ride kind of thing. And it was such well, a, big. you had deal. no way to call. Huh? Fuck that shit. You had no no, to call. Yeah. You had no way to call. It is like, what the fuck do I do now? It was like, it would be a big deal. It, it's the type of thing that would kind of casually happen like a lot. <laughs> Um, I don't it, know
1: if if my friend ditched me, I'd be like, I'm never I, I don't know, riding with you again, <laughs> Sounds like, like ever.
2: <laughs> well, Tim's just, like I, th-
1: I th- got ditched all the time. What not even
2: know? like a not even like a close friend kind of thing, but when you thought that you had, um, y- you'd made all the pl- you'd made arrangements, right? And all of a sudden, it, it would just like yeah. blow up in your face, kind of thing. <laughs> right?
0: Shit could happen, and you had no way. To-
2: it, shit could happen, and you would have no way of of really. Um, get it, it would be like a much bigger deal than it is now, kind of thing.
0: All right, best lesson learned. I went with the don't drink and surf.
2: Yes, don't yes. get drunk Also,
1: yep. don't go surfing.
2: <laughs> or don't, don't go surfing at all. At all. Um. Also, I, I always get weird uh, mixed messages from these lessons here in nineteen ninety. <laughs> don't make assumptions about people, but also maybe don't mislead people um, just in terms of Brandon and Dylan's early relationship here. Right.
0: All right. Uh, best hookup for the second straight episode. I'm giving this to Brandon. This time Brandon and Dylan.
1: Hell uh, yes. The last episode
0: was yes. Brandon and Marianne. So.
1: Mm. I feel like Brandon will probably went out in a lot of these, um, except through maybe the Dylan and of years, but mm. um, yeah. This is the hottest hookup uh, in this episode and across the series in general.
2: All right, now feel vindicated. There you <laughs> I go. You would. Right, I had two uh,
0: entries for best quotes. Uh, Brenda, your brother's dope. That was Donald. Yes, yes! <laughs> 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 that was
1: such a nineties <laughs> line. That was so awkward.
0: <laughs> and then, and my favorite line was. I'm not in a good mood today. In fact, I'm feeling downright hostile. I yes. <laughs> was Dylan to the other uh, bullies. So, um, any uh-huh. you guys got any other ones?
1: I got um, random doctor. Nobody drinks that much for fun. <laughs> okay. Yes. What? I- what do you mean? That's why everybody drinks.
2: <laughs> Drop your uh, your body temperature two degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had savage. same. <laughs> Same random doctor uh, assuring Cindy Walsh that uh, her children are—they're fine. They're also heroes. Um, <laughs> are they really? I mean, well, What Brandon yeah. kind of is.
1: Yeah, How Brandon kind of is. Is Brenda? Um,
2: she called
1: nine one one. You know.
2: Yeah she she was heroic for getting ditched at the beach by her friend. <laughs> um, So, yeah, that was great. Uh, I've already mentioned a few of these, but uh, the other one was uh, Sarah slash Betty, um, sort of in her her opening scene, explaining to Brandon, he's like, "Uh, what's the green room? Is that the ocean? And she goes, no, the ocean is our house. The green room is the gnarliest room in it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay.
1: And from Cindy, I liked when Kelly pulled up. Why Kelly? So nice to see you. <laughs> yeah. That's sarcastic as she good. She's already fantastic. In yes.
0: <laughs> All right. Final grade for the episode out of ten. Tim on the on the pilot, I went five and a half out of ten. Yeah. And I gave the same grade for this episode. So I thought it was, I mentioned earlier, like I have the pluses and minuses to me that ended up evening it out uh, to put it on par. I liked that it was quicker and tighter, but we also had. Uh, A lack of the depth of some of those other characters that really stood out in the first episode. Uh, I still like the message that Dylan and Brandon stuff was big. So this felt to me just, again, right above average.
2: Yeah, I kind of agree with your logic of of the pros and cons kind of balancing it out. I I think I gave the pilot a six. So by the same rationale, I, I think I'll give this episode a six.
1: Well, I think I'm trending a little bit higher, and I know you guys are probably maybe edging your scores a bit, just knowing what's coming, Mm -hmm. maybe, perhaps. Um, So, fuck it. I'm giving it a 7 out of 10.
0: All right. Yeah, no, I'm definitely holding back a little bit, because I know we've got some big stuff to
2: come. Yeah, I'm being a little conservative, I think, in my my scores, just from this
1: outset here. And that makes sense.
2: All right, I'm going to run through our trackers, and then we'll do our
0: character ranks. Um, So... Uh, character debuts. I put DJ Mike MC here. <laughs> I guess he was technically episode one though. I don't know what he do you, I yeah, yeah. And
2: we just didn't yeah. know his name. Yeah. We didn't know his name or we didn't take down his name. I mean, you know, that's fine. Well, move what do you up. do with this character? Really? He's not really a character in the show. All right.
0: Uh, so we had miss Ryan. We had Eric, Dwayne, <laughs> Sarah, and Samantha Sanders, who was
2: just vocally, but she debuted. True. Yes. Many of whom will not be seen again, but nope. that's okay. I'm,
0: I'm fine with that for Eric and Dwayne. Uh, Sarah did end up going back to school, by the way, at the end, too. We did, she, she did,
2: was. yes. She, mm-hmm. she kind of enrolled or re-enrolled in West Bev. I wasn't real clear on that, but all good. Two new
0: relationships. We had Brandon and Sarah and Brandon and Dylan. So mm-hmm. have those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I picked out five debuts of Places and Things. I had The Beach for mm-hmm. Summer at the Beach. We had the Walsh Home number 2.
2: Real Walsh Home, yeah.
0: Dylan's Car. Mm-hmm. Kelly's car, those mm-hmm. are both cars. I'll stick around, uh, and the Hartley House, the debut of the Hartley House uh, episode.
2: But what was the uh, hotel name again? You gotta or? add the. You gotta add the Bellagio. Bellagio, yeah. Okay. Yep that that's a big one. Okay. Yep.
1: Hmm. Anything what I the... missed on there? Did you guys mention like uh, the newsroom?
0: Yeah, we had of... the
2: blaze in episode okay. one. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. The so. blaze in West Bev.
0: Yeah, episode one we had Wash Home One, West Bev, Steve's Ferrari. Uh, the Beverly Blaze office and Andrea's <laughs> poorhouse on the other side of the track. Oh <laughs>
1: um, yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, real quick. Here are the songs that were in this episode that we did not hear, sadly. Just uh, three, according to this site. I'm sure there were more, but we had a Surf City by Jan and Dean, the classic '60s song that yes. played during Brandon's dream.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, Ralph, and Johnny. Word to the mother by Bill Biv DeVoe. Mm-hmm. That played uh, during West West Bradley's DJ's TJF special, and then Monday Monday by the Mamas and the Papas, uh, mm-hmm. when the DJ Mike thanks the local heroes. So according to that, these are the and this seems about well right. I think it was just a lot of kind of uh, help. yeah,
2: I think so. The only one I wondered about is there's like a scene where Brenda and Kelly are arriving at the beach, right? And they just kind of show various activities around them, and, and there's something that plays, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's not a real song, but I wonder, was it wasn't
0: uh, a fake French hot in here again, was it?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I like, liked
1: yeah. it. It was kind of good. I didn't
2: see it listed anywhere, so I'm like, maybe that's what they actually used. You know, maybe back in the day. It's like, all right.
0: All right. <clears throat> Let's get to our character rankings. So last episode, we had 10. We're now going to go up to 11 because we have to add Dylan in, and then we'll keep everyone out. So our ranking from 10 to 1. And they were assigned points in reverse order. So Brandon was our best character. He got 10 points. Steve in second and nine. David in third with eight. Brenda, Kelly, Andrea, Cindy, Scott, Jim, and Donna was our worst. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you guys mine. And then you can tell me any you agree or disagree with that you'd like to shift around. Okay. Okay. So I kept uh, – well, actually, what did we do last time, Tim? We kind
2: of – We're from the we bottom right. up. Let's and do that. Let's of...
0: work on it together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to read mm-hmm. yeah. it. Okay. All right. Uh, I
2: still would put Donna last. Yes. Uh maybe Jim Walsh just because he's not there. No, he's still better no. than Donna. Mm-mm, yes. Still better than Donna. Okay, even well, on I'm the phone,
1: gonna... yes. He's better than you? You know what?
0: I'm
2: not gonna argue with you, honestly.
0: <laughs> I actually have Jim even higher. I have Scott a second worst. Um because I thought he, he was such an idiot in that scene. And a giant pussy who just like sat there and cowered <laughs> as this guy's made fun of his computer. Program. <laughs> Good Lord. And then we don't see him again, like that was it for the episode. Pretty much. I think he's in later with the
2: talking to David, did, about David yeah. about Steve. Wow,
1: his stupid hat bothers me too. I have the Lakers head. hat. Oh my god, I can't. Man,
2: y'all hate Scott. I mean, I don't. I, I guess I guess I can't fight it. It's just hard to put it put an unseen character above.
0: <laughs> but he was in the first one. This isn't just this episode. This is <laughs> yeah, yeah cumulative rankings for me. Cumulative. Um, yeah. So like you can't All drop him too much, right? Yeah. So yeah, I had yeah. Andrea next, and then Jim. But I'm I'm open to that changing if you feel
2: so. Andrea and then you gotta put Jim and then Andrea. Uh, all right. Jim I mean at I some would, point Yeah, you, yeah,
1: I would agree. You can't yeah.
2: say that the yeah, unc- yeah. character you can't put him <laughs> yeah. over that many Well characters. Andrea didn't do that much in this one. Well
1: she was so yeah, good but, in what she did.
2: She sort of sets the plot in motion. She has enough
1: right? thirst for Brandon to make her interesting.
2: Yeah. And, and I and I liked her um, pretending to type on her keyboard Yes,
1: that was good.
0: All right. Uh, I then had Kelly. Yes.
2: Yeah, it seems right.
0: I didn't care for in this one. I thought, and then the bitch move of leaving Brenda, uh, then Cindy. Okay. Hmm. And then my top five starts with David. Hmm. Then Brenda, then Steve, who's still like a top three to me. I and might then, flip Brenda and
2: Steve.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, Only because third. Brenda had the B plot and Steve had the C plot. He's better though. All right, that's fine. I'm I mean, yeah, but I just one. structure of the episode and all, like. Okay. I gotta fight you on something.
0: And then I had Dylan two and Brandon one.
2: Jenny.
1: Yeah, it's interchangeable, kind of really one and two, but I would agree with that.
2: I mean, Brandon's still kind of this crux a strong of debut, it. though. For
1: it was the, super strong. You don't yeah, want to put him one. But you got the article, you know, and his whole art during the ep. I don't know.
2: Yeah.
1: And he's the lead. Brent is the lead.
2: It, I mean, it's not like Dylan's not going to get other chances to be. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah. I, I won't push back on that.
0: All right. So total points. So I'm going to make all kinds of columns here. All right. So we got. Uh, we got to by episode, and then I guess we got to rank it by, um, total as well, because that's going to change. So I guess we can rank it by episode when we do that. Would you change anything if it was just by that episode? Because the total is really going to be determined by right. the points.
1: You would change the gym thing?
0: Just by this episode?
2: It... I- <laughs> No, I mean, he didn't really have that much presence in the pilot either, though. I, I kind of. Mm-hmm. And Donna did have like, that oh, really
0: awkward. i discount for negative, too, you know. He like,
2: almost feels like the dumb sitcom dad at this point. And, yeah. and that's going to change. And I, I know it will. It just. I don't know if we're really there yet with Jim. I could get with. That's why with I, I, I have a little bit of, you know. I
0: can't put Donna over him because she's like. No, a,
2: I, I get that. Yeah. She's not right. even a character in the show. So for this episode, do you want to move Scott above Jim? I would move Scott above Jim, yeah. Okay, I mean, I, yeah. I hate to. I hate to. I don't like Scott either, but <laughs> he at least, I mean, that, that does something, you know, like... Right. Has a memorable scene, sort of.
1: Is <laughs> right. a pussy in a scene?
2: I mean, he is a pussy in a in the scene, but he also... I don't know, he kind of gives... He Wait a minute, he does give it back to the jocks a little bit. He stands no chance, but, but right. he, he, he gives them a little bit of lip. Uh. He sucks, <laughs> he's lame, but he, he gives it back to them a little bit. He doesn't totally roll over. All right, so I'm doing our composite scores here. I'm being very forgiving of Scott, I, yeah, I realize, sure. but look what's going to happen to the Yeah,
1: defense. yeah, salty.
2: Somebody's got to. <laughs> All
0: right, so Dylan's definitely hurt here in the composite by missing that first one. Um, so he's going to have to play a little catch up. I'm sure he'll make it up quick, but uh, he's not going to even be in our, he's in our top five on the edge of it right now. Uh, let's see. So Kelly had actually no Kelly's going to be about both of them. Uh, Jenny, why don't you tell us about the Jenny position real quick while I tabulate these scores?
1: I sure will. Um, so I have a podcast feed called the Jenny position. Um, a lot of cool shows over there. One is with, the one and only Tim Capel is called Talk and Pop. Uh, we just had a new episode, an interview with our friend Aaron George, who all know so listeners should be very familiar with. That is a fun conversation, mostly about Shakespeare.
2: He's kind Isn't of it? the Dylan of our friend group, if you. Think. It's,
1: oh wow, he does have great hair, so I can
2: see it. Big <laughs> he's, right he's not significantly older than than the rest no. of us, but, <laughs> but he's pretty cool. I mean, let's face it. He's not uh, as brooding.
1: Not Although, as brooding. Yeah. <laughs> other shows on my feed are uh, The
0: Journey there, Through yeah.
1: Infinity, which both of you guys are on, along with our friend Scott. And um, Not uh, Scandal. No, so not
0: that one. They're <laughs> both uh, <Lake> fans, though.
1: <laughs> and there should be a new episode of Hot Tokes* coming soon with me and my friend Vanessa, talking all things marijuana.
2: Oh, all right. There you go. So check out uh, about the green room. Huh? Y'all getting a little green. So check out the Jenny
0: position on any podcast application. And also I believe that's your Twitter handle, right? It is. All right. Uh, all right. So here's our composite rankings through two episodes in last place with two points is Donna in 10th place with four points is Jim Walsh in uh, ninth with six points is Scott Scanlon Uh, Next is Andrea Zuckerman with 9 points Then Cindy Walsh with 10 Dylan McKay with 10 With his only one episode appearance And then our top 5, Kelly Taylor with 11 points David Silver with 15 Brenda Walsh with 16 Steve Sanders with 17 And Brandon Walsh with 21 points Off to a hot start um, Already And I would say the biggest surprise on this list to me so far is David I would not have expected him to be a top 4 this early
2: David and Steve both yeah. I would
1: agree yeah.
0: Alright, so that'll do it I hope everyone really enjoyed this Again, if you're interested in joining us for future episodes Be sure to reach out I'll get you on the guest list We already have guest booked for the next two But after that, it's open season So if there's a season one episode you really like Hit me up, I'll get you plugged in And uh, we keep rolling Again, I'm going to try and do this every two to three weeks Hopefully we'll, we'll stay hot with it Keep watching 90210, you can follow Jenny at jenny position tim is at psych 68 on twitter c-y-k-e i'm at jt the pod guy thank you for listening and hopefully you subscribe to north south connection we have shows dropping just about every day uh most days of the week and you can uh, find a composite list of those on my twitter pinned as well and of course on facebook north south connection we're there too so thanks for listening a little dim sum a little dim sum we're out we'll talk to you mm. in a couple weeks stay golden Get you we